sing Eliza and My Fair Lady before she goes to the ball. The idea being that English has to have more rules than it apparently did. But they labored under some illusions, which I think that we're beginning to lose in this course, or at least have a different perspective upon, and they couldn't help it. There was no such thing as the scientific study of language when these guys were alive. But unfortunately, the result of their illusions lives on in things that we're often told today. Often with a smack on the back of the head or with a disapproving look of the sort that psychologists now teach us can damage a person. So we're going to talk about those things. First of all, English already had rules. It, it has them now and not just these blackboard things. So, for example, imagine our articles. There's the and there's a. So you talk about, well, I went to the party that I had been invited to and, well, the party means that you had already brought it up before. And so this is the party that we talked about. If you say, well, I saw a cat, well, then you're bringing the cat onto the scene. It's a cat that you hadn't seen before. You don't know the cat. If you say, I saw a cat, presumably it's not your cat. It's a brand new cat. So the is something that was already mentioned, and a is something which is new. Now, you may not have even thought about that, but it's intuitive. But if that's the rule, then how come if you know a couple, you know a couple, one of them's name is Fred, and one of them's name is Louisa, and she happens to be Portuguese. And so you have barbecues with Fred and Louisa. And then one day, you're at your house with your spouse, and you're talking about Fred. And one of you says, well, you know, Fred seems to know a few words of Portuguese. And then you say to your spouse, well, of course, he married a Portuguese woman. Well, wait a minute. Why do you say a Portuguese woman if both of you have known Louisa for years? Now, there are reasons for that, but none of us would think of it. That just shows that English is, is complicated. Or, for example, a foreign person asked me not long ago whether you could say fruit because she was in the supermarket, and she said, well, there were a lot of vegetables and a lot of fruits. And I said, no, not quite. You want to say there were a lot of vegetables and a lot of fruit. Think about it. That's, that's better. Now, you wouldn't say there were a lot of vegetable and fruits, a lot of vegetables and a lot of fruit. And then she said, well, what about fruits? And I said, well, you could say that, but it marks you as a foreigner. I said it very nicely. And then she said, but I saw somebody on TV talking about the fruits of their labors. And I said, well, yeah, but... In other words, English is complicated. It has rules. But Loth and Murray decided that, no, we didn't have enough rules. Now, why did they think that? Well, one illusion that they had, which was particularly common in their day, was that Latin and Greek are the best languages. These were people who were still being educated in that classical tradition. And Latin and Greek have what you could, in a sloppy way, call conjugated nouns. That is, that the nouns have these long lists of case endings. So, of the boy, to the boy, the boy uses an object, the boy used in the ablative, etc., etc. So, not only do you have the hablo, hablas, habla, hablamos, hablais, hablan verb conjugations that we may be familiar with from Spanish, but the nouns are equally complicated. So, because English is a kind of a naked language in that way, we don't have much of that, there was always a sense that somehow Latin and Greek were better, that they were more developed, and that English represented some kind of decay. 
Now, as we've already seen in this course, and we will continue to see, languages without endings can be very complicated. If Cantonese Chinese has nine different tones, well, that kind of compensates for Latin and its good old endings. So languages can be complicated in many ways. Think of the fruit and the fruits. Foreigners have trouble with things like that. But Loth and Murray had no way of knowing that. The study of what we would call exotic languages was much less advanced at the time. And what they knew was that there was Latin, there was Greek, there was English, and there was some other stuff that was kind of like English. And Latin and Greek were up top. So as a result, they came up with one rule which bedevils us today. And that is the Billy and me went to the store rule. The idea is that we're supposed to say Billy and I went to the store because me is not a subject. And we're told this over and over again. Whenever I do that in public, I hear about it over email. It's considered just this terrible language. Well, actually, that rule makes no sense. And, and I don't mean that I disapprove of it. It's not politics. It's not that I've got some perky little objection and I want to see if it's going to flow.